You may have heard of us, but you might not know Bank First is a community bank that has no fee ATM access, interest, and perks earning checking accounts. With online and mobile banking, mortgages for every stage of life, and modern business banking for businesses, small and big. We keep it all together to put you first. Do you bank with us? You should. Bank First is an equal housing lender and a member of FDIC. Well, welcome to Sunday Coffee. I'm Bart Gregory along with Charlie Winfield. We're in the Farm Bureau Studios here in downtown Startville. And we're doing the show a little bit later today on a Sunday. Charlie had some things this morning. I had some things this morning. It's been one of those crazy weekends. Charlie, I don't know about you, but when you have road game weekends, you just kind of load up on family things around the house and got a lot of those things done this weekend. Senior party for my daughter, just all kind of stuff. And I'm reminded as I made the drive up to the studio today why it is very good to do Sunday coffee in the morning because we usually have a night's sleep in between the end of the game and you can process your thoughts, get a little zen. But today, uh, some raw emotion after uh, dropping a one-run decision here on the Sunday in game three against Auburn. We had three one-run games this weekend. We won one. And Auburn won too. So some days you're half full Bart, some days you're half empty. Today you might be half flaming, half on fire. Somebody poured some water out. (laughs) That's all I've got to say. Yeah, let's get a proof rating on that glass. Well, all right, let's look at this big picture. Now we can look at this big picture. I honestly thought maybe you'd come out of the box today with the fact that nine SEC players were drafted in the WNBA draft held recently. Were they really? Uh, Yeah. uh, I mean, the league's getting better. Yeah. A little bit more top-heavy than it's been in the past. We need to jump into that maybe in the second half of the show. There we go. Yeah. Well, three one-run games. We lost two to one on uh, Friday night. We came back and held on yesterday for dear life. Won a one-run game yesterday, and then lose a one-run game today at Auburn, twelve to eleven. Um, and a couple of themes emerge and return. Well, to me, you got beat on Friday because you could only get four hits. To me, that was the the deal about Friday night. I thought Cade Smith pitched well enough. I thought we pitched okay Friday night. You had to throw Dome in there. Does that hurt you today? I don't know. Then you had to hold on on the. Let's just talk a bit about Friday first. Tip your hat to Cade Smith. I thought you can't – and listen, you look in the uh, in the eighth inning of how Auburn took the lead. They hit a home run, had a solo home run in the game, and then to score the winning run, a runner at first trying to bunt. Highfield makes a great play, you know, sliding to his knees, going up against the back screen on a bunt attempt. Auburn's got the guy in the game at first that they need. They got their speedster at first base. The guy made a play. He got to second base. He tagged up well. He got to second. And you really can't fault Highfield, who's throwing a ball. What is it, 127 feet between home plate and second base? He's throwing that ball 142. You throw a ball and a guy sliding in head first. It hits off the runner, skips off the outfield. He ends up at third. That's just a play. That's a baseball play. Next guy comes up with fly ball to outfield, and you lose two to one. To me, Friday night is more on you know offense and just the inability to get anything offensively. And so I, I can't fault anything defensively or pitching wise on Friday. No, and look, Kate Smith since returning, he's had a couple of couple of tough luck games. 
we have lost back-to-back starts for Cade Smith, and neither one of them do I put on him. Oh, no. Not at all. Through strikes, that was the big thing there. You didn't have walks that killed you. You know, a base hit starts the ninth inning. You didn't have a walk that scored in that game. And so, no, I thought I thought Cade was fine. Look, if you told me right now I can get six innings of three hit, one run ball out of him every time on the mound, sign me up. The, the story, though, like you said, we just didn't we didn't get hits. Well, and then you come back yesterday, and that's kind of the theme of the weekend. You build out the big lead. You let eleven to three going to the bottom of the ninth, and you end up winning eleven to ten. Isn't I mean, let's just brass tax this thing right here. When you take Gartman out of our lineup. When you take one of our starting pitchers out, so evidently he had some soreness after the old Miss game last week, so you're down a starter. We were doing good to scratch out 27 innings, 26 innings with Gartman, and now you pull Gartman out, dome throwing two innings on Friday. You knew what we were trying to do yesterday. Anybody knows what you're trying to do yesterday. Well, evidently not because I had a bunch of text messages from buddies. You were trying to do anything in that game yesterday with an eight-run lead to not have to use Nixon in this game. You were trying to win two games yesterday instead of you did. that one because winning that one the way you had to win it had a consequence. Now, you know, if we were going to sit back and Monday morning quarterback this thing, which we are doing, I suppose, maybe you go to Tapper somewhere in there. Maybe, maybe you go to somebody else other than trying to ride Hunt like you did. But you know what? Hunt didn't walk anybody. He just got hit. Yeah. I mean, in in four and a third yesterday, he walked no one. He hit no one. So, didn't throw a wild pitch. And he gave up a couple bleeders. And so, when you see that, and it's real easy to say once it's out of hand, man, we should have had him out of there. But, look, Casey Hunt in that situation is a guy you want to be able to push to 75 pitches. He, I thought the numbers do not bear out what I'm about to say, but I thought he gave you a good outing. And it wasn't a situation where the wheels were coming off and he was hitting guys and walking guys. You didn't want to have to go to Nixon. I thought once you had to do that, that made today a lot tougher. But let's say this in fairness now. Auburn Auburn won the ball game today with Copeland on the mound. Copeland, even after today, opponents are hitting like 360 against him. His ERA is almost nine. And this is a guy that comes in today, goes four and a third. He allowed three hits in four and a third innings, and he didn't walk anybody. He didn't hit anybody. He didn't throw any wild pitches. So you start to look. Here's the problem. It is very easy to look and say, we got to have Nixon in. we got to have Dome in. we got to have our starters in. But these aren't video game characters. They're real people, and they can't cover. That's not enough people to cover a weekend. It's not. It's just – we didn't, and when you got to the seventh inning today, and you had that lead, I mean, in the seventh inning, Auburn scores a run in the bottom of the seventh inning. They had just scored four runs in the sixth inning. They score all their runs in the back end. They had a three-run fourth on a three-run home run, and two, Charlie. We've talked about the home runs for Auburn. This is a team in a small ballpark that could run them out. Last weekend, we beat Ole Miss two out of three because we didn't put anybody on base via a walk because Ole Miss can't hit. And so they hit some one. They hit some solo home runs. Auburn got base hits before hitting home runs in this game today. They scored four in the sixth, one in the seventh, three in the eighth inning, and then one more in the ninth. Yeah, in the fourth, it went single, single home run. In the sixth, single home run, walk home run. 
In the seventh, we open the inning. Lucky to only give up one there because you go walk, hit by pitch, hit by pitch. But then in the eighth, single, double, home run. And so the, the point of it, I get it, kind of going back to what I was saying a second ago, I get it that everybody wants Dome on the mound or they want Nixon. But in, on a Sunday game, after, look, you've got two teams that have limited options. The difference is they went to a guy, keep in mind, Copeland today. They had three different guys on their roster who pitched twice this weekend before they were willing to go to him. He was the last of the options. And the difference is they went to the last of their options and the guy just stepped up. Now, you can say it's on us. You can say, look, the guy, the guy delivered. And if you're going to win ball games against teams who are similarly situated to us, somebody's got to be able to come in out of the bullpen. And even if you're there number eight, nine, or ten in your rotation of, of pitching, not your starting rotation, but your, your roster, somebody's got to give you something. They got it. Four and a third of work, no earned runs. Two unearned runs on three hits. Through 56 pitches, 39 strikes. And his ERA is now 8.62. Oh, let me look up real quick. What was his ERA coming into the game? Had to have been well over 10. And so now it's 8.63. And, Charlie, wasn't kind of that the case last week? When you look at Ole Miss pitching, Doherty, some of those other guys, we've seen the, the past couple of weeks, you've had some high ERA guys. You've had some high batting average by the opponent's guys that we have not been able to get on the ropes. Today was a day where 11 runs was not going to win today. And I feel like I mean, I'm, I'm kind of redirecting everything from the pitching staff. We kind of know what we are right now. We are what we are. And is it a good thing on the back end? Probably not as good as you'd like. But at the end of the day, too, we're not as good offensively right now as we need to be as well. No, we left some runs out there. We very definitely left some runs out there. But, by the way, I have that number for you. Copeland coming in, ERA of over 10.5. And, and if you want to look at SEC-only ball games, his ERA was 16.62. Well, it really had nowhere to go but down. Opponents were hitting <laughs> 476 against him. And so then it goes back to this. Let's talk about hitting a minute. Is it an approach issue? That's a, that's a term that gets misused a lot when we start talking about games. But is that an approach issue where we're up there taking big swings? Well, I mean, look, we know the numbers on the guy when he came in. We know that in league play, he had given up eight runs in four innings. I mean, he was averaging two runs an inning. Well, not just today, but, but Friday night as well. Chris Lamonis essentially said as much after the game was over, talking about how – we didn't make adjustments, and we had some big swings, and we had some bad at-bats when we scored one run on four hits on Friday. And so you're not seeing any in-game adjustment there. And isn't it odd, though, that we're sitting here in a game where we scored 11 runs complaining about the hitting? But that's just kind of the game you're in, right? It is. And so on the weekend, in the first two games of the weekend, two, three, and four in our lineup, and you're talking about a pitching staff that is bottom 10% of the league right now with Auburn. We were one for 22 with two, three, and four to play. Now, today, two, three, and four was pretty good. They were six for 15 overall. So on the weekend, out of your two, three, and four spots against a bad pitching staff, you were seven for 37 and hit 189, two, three, and four. Now, you had some guys. Amani Larry this weekend went five for 10. Kellum Clark went four for five today. He went five for 12 on the weekend. 
16 strikeouts, 2, 3, and 4, by the way. 2, 3, and 4, 16 combined strikeouts in three games. I mean, that's a killer, man. I mean, that is a killer. Alford was 2 for 9 this weekend. Hancock was 3 for 13 this weekend. Highfield 1 for 7. He walked three times in the game today. And scored three times. And scored three times. Mershon was okay in the leadoff spot. He was 4 for 10. So, but... So let's just go back to this way. I was thinking about this today while out for a jog, Bart. And isn't the issue right now, we can't get everything lined up at the same time. We can't get everybody hot at the same time. And now we haven't even talked about this because right now we're talking about losing two games. But there could be something that happened today much worse than a loss. Yeah, Nate Dome came out of the game. And he's been so good for you on the back end. Threw on Friday, kept in that game on Friday, and then today, you know, goes out with an injury. And so then you start to have to ask the question, where are we? Where are we going forward? And I, I don't want to assume the worst, but for hypothetical, let's be clear. It's not just that we don't know anything. Nobody knows anything no. right now. There, there's going to be doctor visits and all those kind of things. You hope it's nothing, but – it was one of those where Jay Powell, before the pitch had gotten to the plate, was like, ooh. Yeah. Um, so then the question becomes, where are you? Because if if you wanted to kind of get off the mat here and to make a run to be in the postseason play, you got to have a lot of things start lining up. you got to have a lot of guys playing together. You have to figure out a way. I mean, let's be honest. Alabama – Auburn, Ole Miss, when you're playing those three teams, you you know, it's – They're not very good. Kind of fighting to be tallest building in Sturgis, right? Right. You know, there's – just kind of is what it is. Do they have a three-story building? Don't think so. (laughs) Exactly. And so the the point then becomes, if you need that level of play to continue – because, look, before yesterday, I would say we've been playing pretty good baseball in spots here recently. The, the the idea that we aren't playing better would just be fundamentally wrong. Now, and you felt really good about things until the ninth inning yesterday. And you felt pretty good about things till the late innings today. But what that tells me is part of the reason we haven't been feeling good, we all know our pitching issues, but our starting pitching has gotten better. But we're struggling to cover 27 innings. We're running out of options. You take one more option off the table. What happened to low today? I mean, you're you're extending guys because you just don't feel any confidence whatsoever on the back end. What we did with Casey yesterday, we did in a smaller degree today with Lowe. I mean, he was tired in the sixth inning, but you try to leave him out there. You try to just find a way to piece together some outs just because you know what you got coming in. Then you bring a couple of guys in who have been hit well over the last few times they've come in because you're just trying to get it to the back end to Dolman and Nixon. There's not a whole lot of confidence going around right now. That's one of those deals you're looking down the dugout and say, okay, who who can I throw out there? Anybody here pitching high school? It's <laughs> kind of almost <laughs> that. But, you know, and that's and the other thing that I do want to say, not that they need me to defend them, the one thing about it is we've got some guys who are banged up, and you don't always know that. So a lot of times when you say, why aren't we seeing Sierra? Why aren't we seeing, you know, sometimes there's other stuff going on where people need a week or two. The same way with Gartman. You know, we didn't know that until we saw the rotation on Thursday. That's right. And so we just didn't know. And, and Chris Lamona said, hey, I expect him back next weekend. 
Hey, before we go any further, of course, uh, Strange Brew Coffee presenting our Sunday coffee. And it's not a decaf here on a late Sunday evening. It's still straight coffee. I'm going to sleep like a baby tonight. Had a long weekend this weekend. But Strange Brew Coffee House, now with four locations. We went on the Road Dogs Tour this past week. We had a little bit of a break on Thursday. And the first thing I said was, hey, we can go to the Brupolo in Tupelo. And we did. We sat there and we conversed and we strategized the rest of the week. That's not a word, but I just made it one. But Strange Brew Coffee House, I introduced some of the newcomers to the athletic department to blueberry cobbler flavored coffee. And I think it got rave reviews. So go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. They'll ship you that great coffee. They'll also send you some mugs and things of that nature. But our good friends at Strange Brew Coffee House, Turn and Spoon Ice Cream as well here in Startville. Two locations in Startville. They're in Tupelo as well. And now over in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And on Friday, we talked about our two players that could smoke you. And that was brought to you by our friends at Two Brothers Smoke Meats on our Tracks Plus Deep Dig. Tracks Plus now with five locations, the mini excavators, the excavators. If you're into playing with heavy machinery, New or used, go to tracksplus.com, and you'll have the largest selection or one of the largest selections of used equipment in the Deep South. And so, Charlie, looking back at our two players could smoke you, I went with Bryson Ware, and we kept that guy in check all weekend long until today. And he hit a big three-run home run against us, went three for four in a game today. He's now batting three fifty-three. You just kind of – you knew you were playing with fire, and uh, we finally uh, – Finally, we're bitten by that snake. Well, and I went with Ike Irish. Very similar story. He had one hit through the first two ball games, but today goes three for four, scores three runs, a double, also reached another time for a, by a walk. So he was on base four times. So it took them a while. They were uh, they were slow roasting, but they both helped smoke us today. Irish and Ware, the two guys on the Auburn team with three hits today. And then, of course, you had three guys, by the way, who had two hits, one of whom was LaRue, the catcher, who after a two-for-four day today has raised his batting average all the way to 148. I saw somebody ask a question the other day about why we were not running as much. There's a reason that you don't run against a catcher that's batting a buck sixty, <laughs> because he's a guy – he had thrown out the most runners in the SEC coming into the weekend. Because he is in there for his arm. He is in there for his arm and his defense. He will pick you off. He's a really good catcher. Struggled today. Had a couple of pass balls. Failed to block some up. But he's a guy that controls the running game. That's why you're not running. So let's let's look at this at 10,000 feet. Last year, we went to Missouri after we had beaten Ole Miss. And oh, are you going to do this to me? Yeah, I'm going to do it to you. And so, are you like, drawing the comparison here? No. Well, so I am going to say I am 100% behind Mississippi State. I love Mississippi State with all my heart. And that is also my way of saying what I'm about to say ain't fun to say. Last year when we went to Missouri, we were 8-10 and 10 after 18 games. This year we are 6-12. and 12. We're two games behind where we were last year, okay? We lose the Saturday game and the Sunday game at Missouri. So you're sitting there at 9-11, and 11, Okay. So you're nine and eleven or nine and twelve, excuse me. We're nine and twelve after the Missouri series last year, and we never could recover. You hope today 
losing Dome, losing a one-run game on the road on a Sunday that puts you at 6-12 and 12 in the SEC. It's tough to hear. You're going to have to have some you're going to have to have some leadership moments this week. And what have we talked about this season? You need leaders to emerge. This is a week where you got to have leaders emerge because right now sitting at 6 and 12, hey, we go to Tennessee next weekend and Tennessee just swept Vanderbilt at home. If you watch Tennessee play this weekend, the swagger is back. They look pretty good this weekend. Boy, somebody got last year's bats out, didn't they? Oh, yeah. Got the, yeah, sure did. We're not talking about anything illegal, Charlie. All right? No, I just meant yeah. they worked better last they worked, year. They worked better last year and this past weekend. So then you go, you know, you're 6-12 and 12 right now. I'm not about to start counting wins. But you go on the road to, to Tennessee. You come back home against Arkansas, who, by the way, this weekend was swept on the road at Georgia. So Arkansas has not played as well on the road. That's a good thing. Then you go to Baton Rouge. We're sitting here right now at 6-12 and 12 with trips to Knoxville and Baton Rouge. And, oh, by the way, A&M won two out of three against Kentucky this weekend. So, I guess what I'm saying is. You're giving me a headache. This is not half full, Bart. The worm has to turn. No, this is, uh, this is the truth serum right here. This is not the half full. This is, uh, this is Bart just sitting there going, man. There's going to have to be some big-time leadership moments in the next week. Doesn't the thing that frustrates you a little bit become the fact that some days when we play, we look really good, and some days when we play, we don't? And how much of that can you chalk up to youth and inexperience um, and a short pitching staff? I mean, like if we were to start right now, if we were to do a chart, Okay, and we were to start ranking issues. Would you agree with me that above all else, pitching depth, health, success, okay, all those things, whatever contributes to pitching, that's been your biggest issue. So, wouldn't you say the same exact thing if you're Arkansas? You know, I mean, because early in the year they had some arm injuries too, they struggled, and then some weekends, man, they look great. You're like, man, Arkansas is back. And then they go to Athens this past weekend, this weekend, and they get swept on the road at Georgia. And so, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to sit here and say, well, you know, at least Ole Miss got swept this weekend. You know, I don't want to be that guy. But I think there's a lot of frustration out there right now with a lot of programs. Nobody's dominant. Even LSU's not dominant. Vanderbilt had been dominant until this weekend. So, right now, atop the SEC standings, South Carolina at thirteen and four. Then Vanderbilt is sitting there at thirteen and five. LSU at twelve and five. Kentucky, Florida, Arkansas all at eleven and seven. That's it for teams with winning records. A and M, Alabama at nine and nine apiece. Tennessee's eight and ten but playing better. Georgia, seven eleven. I mean, I don't know if they're feeling better or playing better, but they're certainly feeling it after this weekend. But right now, then at the bottom, you've got. Your bottom three in the league. Actually, let's go bottom four. Okay, you've got Georgia and Auburn, 7-11. Be tied for fourth best. We're at 6-12, and 12, Missouri 5-13, and 13, Ole Miss 3-15. and 15. Oh, You're going to make me do it, Charlie. You're going to make me pull out the, and see what Missouri's got the rest of the way. I'm going to do it. Well, Missouri gets Ole Miss next weekend. Nope, they go to Florida next weekend. 
So they're at Florida, then they get Ole Miss at home, they get Georgia at home, then they go on the road to Auburn. That's not a murderer's row there once they get past Florida. Last three weekends, Missouri could make a run. Right. So, all right, Florida, Ole Miss, Georgia, Auburn. Yes. We have at Tennessee, Arkansas at home, at LSU, and then A&M. That is a tough road. Ole Miss, now, the Rebels are close to being dead. They go – Georgia at home at Missouri, Auburn at home. Hey, Ole Miss can make a run the next three weeks and get out of the cellar is what I'm saying. Hey, let me tell you, we're going to have to do some scrapping and clawing. Yeah, Auburn's got a tough road ahead. They've got South Carolina, LSU, but then they end at Ole Miss and Missouri. So they got two tough weekends coming up. I guess it's too soon to start thinking about who can do what. The bottom line is we got to fix us. And we're – I mean – Light a candle, do whatever you got to do, but if Nate Dome isn't healthy, that's a very bad fact. You know who can fix about anything? Can they fix arm injuries? No, but Cannon 4 can fix just about anything in their service center and also their body shop. They're really good. You get a fender bender on Highway 12. We talked to Stone Simmons the other day. He said Highway 12 is almost as bad as Westheimer out in Houston, Texas. And so you get a fender bender – if you need your oil change, you need a spray and bed liner. They can do it all at the service center at Cannon Ford of Starkville. But hey, why do you usually go to a car lot? Why do you usually go to a car dealership? It's to get a new car. It's a new car. It's a used car. They have a great selection. If they don't have it on the lot, they can find it at all those other Cannon dealerships. It doesn't have to be a Ford. They can find you whatever you want. And that's our good friends at Cannon Ford of Starkville on Highway 182, just east of Startwell, call Chris Keen. He'll give you the Bart and Charlie discount. He'll at least be nice to you. That's what he'll be because that's who he is. He's a good, nice guy. And that's our good friends at Cannon Ford. Yeah, I'm not sure I'd mention us. If you're looking for a deal, but give him a call. All right, Bart, make me feel better. I'm going to Hot Works tomorrow. Yeah? Yep. Tomorrow's the day I'm going to Hot Works. Is a day I'm going to Hot Works. It won't be the first day. It won't be the last day. I'm going to Hot Works tomorrow. And so I'm going to sweat out all the impurities of the weekend. I will not be exercising tomorrow. Knocked out a half marathon this morning. Thanks to our friends at Fleet Feet over in Birmingham for the Hokas that were employed today. So you ran a half marathon. I'm doing good to get 15 minutes in the sauna. But I'm going to get there. Much like Mississippi State baseball, Bart, you need a turnaround. The next few weeks are going to tell a lot for you. But I'll tell you what I'm going to do is I have to go down to the coast next week. And so in our little deal here, we get one cheat meal a week. And so my cheat meal is going to be that Warner's Seafood, Warner's Catfish House in Bogalusa, Louisiana. I'm going to stop by Bogalusa, and I'm going to go to Warner's, and I'm going to eat that great catfish because I have to go to the coast. I'm going to swing over. I have to go to Baton Rouge. I'm going to be down in that, that vicinity. And we talked about Warner's in the midweek show. That is, uh, they are serviced by our good friends at Heartland Catfish. Heartland producing the finest U.S. farm-raised catfish you could possibly want. Right here in the Mississippi Delta, right over there in the Mississippi Delta, over in Itabina, from the ponds to your plate. And they service great restaurants like Warner's in Bogalusa, Louisiana. All right, Charlie. Man, it's tough to come in here right after a tough loss. Today well, was a today was a tough, tough loss. Well, I go back to this though. I tend not and this is a change. 
last week, remember we were talking about just go back one week, and we were saying a ball two feet this way, two feet that way, and our view of the weekend is completely different. Ultimately, this weekend, same kind of thing. Just one more hit at the right place today, one more strikeout at the right place, and you feel different about this weekend, and we're sitting here saying, hey, we've won three series in a row. All that, though, masked to me what are some fundamental issues. The most fundamental of which to me is that we just don't have enough healthy arms. And again, we don't know anything, but you hope that list isn't even shorter to cover 27 innings right now. Okay, so let me say this, if we're looking for positives. Amadi Larry had two big doubles today, his last two at-bats. Also, we defended it. We really didn't have as many chances this weekend. I thought we defended it okay this weekend. Did a much better job in the field. That side of it seems to be coming around a little bit. Well, it helps when the ball's in the air. It does. The ball was in the air this weekend. And in the ballpark, what, right? And and so when you were having pitching issues and fielding issues and sometimes your offense was going stagnant, then you had some blowouts. We had two one-run losses this weekend, Charlie. So what, what I'm saying is we are p- playing better. You don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. I don't know why I said that because I'm still mad. We lost two out of three. That's all that really matters. We lost two out of three. In the end, um, that's what matters. But the the other thing, though, is those are in the books. I'm more worried about the question of how do we now finish out because we saw what happened with the season last year, and I think it's different. You know, you know I think you and I kind of made the comment earlier in the season when we weren't playing good, when we were one and seven in the league or whatever it was, that we need to have one of those meetings where you lock the door and you say we're not leaving until fists have been thrown. You know, unless there are punches thrown, nobody leaves here because it felt like you had a lot to sort out. It feels like we're in a different spot now. It feels like now I mean, we, we got – How big is the game Tuesday night against Ole Miss? I normally am the guy telling you that the Mayor's Cup doesn't matter anything and that I hate the Mayor's Cup because people act like it does. It's a Governor's Cup now. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. It's one of those deals. You're right, yes. Somebody's right. going to throw out the first pitch, and we're going to, they're going to wave at the crowd. That's all that matters. And I'm not suggesting any reaction. I just don't know that I like mixing my politicians and my baseball. So, mayor, governor, I don't care. You know, I'd be happier if we had, like, the Chamber of Commerce Cup. Absolutely. And, hey, we, we follow that on our podcast. Because I think you have to separate sports and everything else. You would never know how I look at my politics. You'd never know how you look at your politics, Charlie. And I'm going to keep it that way. That's what I told somebody. I have very few opinions anymore that I'm willing to share. So, (laughs) (laughs) no, but, uh, again, whatever it is, it still matters. But it matters much, much more to me because I think we're in a situation right now. If you – if you were to ask me, particularly in the mood I'm in, and I had to handicap the idea of us making the NCAA tournament, I mean, what's that number? 30%. One in four. You're going three and ten. But yeah. it's, it's, it's a tough road. It's a really tough road. And that's not negative Bart talking right there. That's just fact. That's, I mean, that's just looking at, the, at what's in front of you. I mean, you can read. It just means you're minimally observant. To, to come to that. It doesn't take a lot of higher math here. So you, you got to have wins. 
whether it's a weekend or any other time, you got to have wins. Yep. All right, we're on the road next weekend against Tennessee. We'll be back in the midweek. Then we'll have our Tracks Plus Deep Dig on Friday. Then back in the studio. Let's, uh, man, I want to get in here after a night's sleep next time. Don't that we, we play on Thursday? Do we? Do we play Thursday? We open up on Thursday with Tennessee. Yeah, Thursday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, hey, thanks to our good friends at Farm Bureau. Go with the home team at Farm Bureau. We're in the Farm Bureau studios, as we always are here on Sunday Coffee. Farm Bureau agents all across the state of Mississippi. Home life, auto, whatever you're in the market for. They're great customer service. Great rates as well. Go to favorites.com. And also our friends at Heartland Catfish. Heartland Catfish, a Mississippi product. Process it over in the Mississippi Delta in Itabina, and they have it in great restaurants like Warner's in Bogalusa, Louisiana. Cannon Ford of Startwell, nobody beats a Cannon deal, nobody. Tracks Plus, go to tracksplus.com for that Saney mini excavators and the Barco forestry equipment. Hot Works here on University Drive in Startwell. Get out of my way. I'm coming in hot tomorrow. I'm going to get one of those rowing machines. And so during the middle of the day tomorrow, around the lunchtime hour, get after it, Charlie. And then Bank First. Go to bankfirstfs.com for all your lending needs. Hey, real quick. You told me a few things there. You have not told me where I can go to learn more about the Baltimore Orioles. (laughs) Hey, it's almost like an unwritten rule that you don't talk about the other broadcasts because they don't talk about ours. And I try not to. Man, they had a lot of split-screen action this past weekend. And that's not broadcasters. No, that's not. It's not. That's a production team. They had a lot of split-screen this weekend. But it was good to see Cal Ripken at the game. I learned a lot about Cal I never heard of in my life. He is a good guy. He's a great baseball player, great former player. And it was great to catch up with Cal Ripken this past weekend as I was trying to watch my dogs. Here's the thing is they pound out a home run on a 1-2 pitch, and the 0-2 pitch looks like that sucker's right on the outside corner. But I can't get the replay of whether that ball was right on the outside corner because we're asking about the Ironman streak, which is okay. He's a great player. He has a special place in history. it! I just don't like a split screen. No. But that's just me. Of course, you and I have never been one to say, hey, turn that camera around and put us on it. Oh, no. That's that's the that's thing. Like the we thing fight. We go in every time. We fight. So we have to be on camera. We don't want to. St- we don't have stand up today, do we, Benny? Yes, you do. Golly, now I got to put that shirt on. Yeah, because I used I usually like to broadcast in the Hawaiian shirt and flip flops, but then I have no, to. No, I don't even like that visual. <laughs> hey, enjoyed it. Appreciate you hanging out with us here on Sunday Coffee.